0: Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast for the first big mountain stage of this year's Vuelta. Fireworks guaranteed. And yes, fireworks did happen from pretty much start and at the finish. A little bit of a lull period in the middle. But yeah, certainly a lot to talk about in this stage presented to you by our sponsor for this episode, Morton. More on them and their new fueling news in a second. But the stage was from Formigal uh, near the Spanish border. 10-minute climb, about 5.5% on big, big roads. Long descent. Col d'Orbisque, 166 k's at 7% for a step descent. And then they do the Spandel, which we saw on the Tour de France last year. Uh, And then another, a longer valley this time. The only real valley in the stage uh, before the Col du Tourmalet. The side they don't normally do, it's from... Oh, hold on, Kirby got me confused on comms because they were also discussing <laughs> west and east. From west to east, I'm pretty sure. Uh the 2019 direction. Uh and yeah, it's it's really brutal. Like 20k, 7%. It's a 135 Ks. I think people were saying the most the climbing per kilometer, brutal stage. Uh really, really difficult stage. And it was a stage where, yeah, Jumbo Visma had GC Kus up there, Benji, but there were some things they would want to iron out and maybe other teams would want to expose him given the GC standings before the stage.
1: Yes, certainly. Like, we didn't know who over their leaders was going to be the strongest. They had three riders ready in that GC still. Like, Finnegan was on 2.22 before the start, but that doesn't mean he's out of it. Let me go through it quickly. Sep Gus was leader, Red jersey. 26 seconds down is Mark Solaire for UAE. So the first UAE rider... Remco in the third position, 109 that is, Roglic fourth on 132, Lenny Martinez still there on 202 on fifth position, Almeida 216 on sixth, got on 222, then Ayuso on 225, and Enric Maas on 250. And before this stage we had a feeling of like, there's two ways Jumbo can take the stage on. They either try and put riders in the break, and then try to bridge to that breakaway with a leader on Spondell. That's a very offensive strategy one. And you've got the other strategy, which is basically making the raise as hard as possible to see if you see weakness in others, but also because you don't necessarily know what's going to happen in your team on Tourmalet. So it's kind of like a, a passive strategy, but still with an offensive action towards the end. But let's just say that that got fastened a bit, that plan. But before we get into that, I'll throw it back to you.
0: Yeah, it's like Remco, as we said yesterday and, you know, throughout the last week or so, Renko and UAE would be very, very happy if this stage pa- came and went with yep. no changes, or even with Roglic taking a few bonies or something. This is just a nightmare if you're isolated like Mars. Like, well, not at not UAE, but particularly with like Remco could have been uh, in theory. So it's just a brutal stage, and the reason that like Obisk is just so hard—an hour-long climb followed by thirty mins before any valley and then a one hour nearly climb 52 minutes on tourmalade just brutal brutal stage weather conditions were nice but some of those descents are technical and fast too like spandels we saw poggy crash on last year but when you have the big mountain stages when you have when you're going long big news from morton because they've just brought out the gel 160 If you don't know morton has been redefining sports nutrition and sports fueling since their inception with their hydrogel technology it's made for me in their drink mixes and gels which is previously the gel 100 which is what uh they're famous for alongside the drink mixes and the bicarb but the hydrogel allows uh quicker gastric i think it's called yeah gastric emptying which in layman terms means the carbohydrate Within the product or within the nutrition is shielded in your stomach from the harsh stomach acid and mm-hmm. then it goes into your intestine where it can be absorbed more easily and more of that carbohydrate is actually absorbed. It's used by Yumbo Visma, winners of the tour looking good in this welter. They would have been using it today <laughs> for sure in this stage, including the Gel 160, and what is the gel one sixty it 's still hydrogel technology, six natural ingredients, no added colors, preservatives or flavors, but more carbohydrates in each sachet, forty grams of carbs in a single gel one sixty so that gives you more options you can compete you can combine it with the gel one hundred combine it with the drink mixes, other typical gels only have 20 23 25 grams of carbs and less of those carbs get absorbed because they're not wrapped in the hydrogel technology so a real game changer if you want to try out the gel 160 so you can so you're not taking your hands off the bars in your sport teeth or your long ride or your race every 10 minutes to get that fuel in you can try out the gel 160 with a steep discount using the lantern rouge 13 code that's capital l A N T E R N E R O U G E 1 3 because it's stage 13. This stage, oh, yeah, exactly. That lasts for 72 (laughs) hours on Morton.com. We're working on getting it available in Spain, France. But if you're in the UK, US, and lots of uh most parts of Europe, that discount code should work for you. But let us know otherwise and go and check it out. See if it works for you. It certainly worked for Yambo Visma, I think, today. But anyway. (laughs) This stage, Benji, you didn't, you, I was more convinced you were never on the train that a break was going to form on, what's this little thing called? Norton Summit in, on the border? Portale.
1: Norton Summit on the border. Norton <laughs> Summit on the border. Uh, the Puerto de Portale, but in reality, it's a call de Portale. Uh, nothing really happened outside of the, the small breakaways because like, there, there's always such a long battle for breakaways and like, the span of these mountain stages that I did not believe that four kilometers on a climb where where I also wasn't believing in Yumbo putting a Satellite Rider in the breakaway in the first place today, that would also affect that because I'd expect them to control the breakaway formation phase then, so I never believed in that. So and it was a combination of that, I feel like, because we had a group with Bardeta, got a bit of a gap, like five seconds on the portal Land and fought it out for the KOM points and it took those KOM points and then we kind of didn't really see him for the rest of the race, I reckon. But um. Yeah, that Bardet got caught in that descent a few seconds in, and I couldn't conclude much from what happened on the Portella. I also couldn't fully conclude whether Yambo was trying to, like, control the breakaway formation phase or not. That would kind of wait until we get to, to the obisque, on my end, kind of, because we started the obisque with the Peloton group, and we hadn't seen weakness from anybody yet at the actual exact bottom, but it's always fun because you never know what's going to happen on a stage like this, and we see moves tons of moves, and at a certain point, there's this group with Geraint Thomas up the road, with loads of riders up the road, but... Kian. Kian is Jumping yes. the book, yeah. Exactly, that's a valid point, then. but no real super dangerous riders for GC. There's no Ayuso in there, no Almeida and so forth, no Vlazov, no. because we get a shot from behind in the group, as Jumbo Visma is just doing a con- controlling tempo in the peloton just to control the breakaway formation phase. At the back, I first see Vlazov, I'm like, ooh, that's a bit early for Vlazov, but We've had him drop in a stage before halfway and then come back by the end. So wasn't overly worried yet, but it's not a good sign yet. Then suddenly Almeida was also in the same area, sitting ahead of Vlazov. And five minutes later, Almeida was literally dropping off the back of the group. And like, I like Almeida. I love Almeida. And it I mean, burns my heart. <laughs> it burns my heart to see Almeida have this strategy of dropping and so forth it's what makes him fun to support because your heart rate is like
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Oh,
1: it's like up and down you and can up never and down count him when you're out. doing it. he's the exactly. real life
0: undertaker meme the undertaker <laughs> gif he's <laughs> yes. the real life one
1: but if you do it on the obisque on the first five kilometers of it i'm like yeah. something's wrong and we heard some rumors about sickness on portuguese media and it sounds like it's a viable explanation and so forth he had a negative test of COVID. Uh, not a positive one, but still felt like he was sick. and didn't sleep well. So that would explain it. But yeah, that was not a good sign, right?
0: Yeah, I heard from a little little birdie that he was was not feeling too well. Um there were people that were actually at the race now. Um, yeah. And it, this was confirmed because, yeah, he's Almeida, but this is two Almeida, even for Almeida, to be dropping <laughs> on the obese because, like... Yeah. You have The draft is still 7%. And also, for Robert Hairsink, he rode out of his mind today for Jumbo Visma, like best performance yep. of his career for wow. like five years. No, 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 uh, for yeah. the last five years of his career. I mean, obviously, when he was in his prime, is um, but he was better. But no way he's riding more than five watts per kilo, 5.2. And uh, the thing is, mm-hmm. when you see how Almeida finishes and how close he finishes, well. he must be able to stay closer. It makes, yeah. he's still not, like, it makes no sense, Benji. He finishes ahead of Christian Rodriguez, who was in Group 1,
1: until 12Ks to go on the tormelay I reckon there's some difference, though, with his usual on Maydain, because usually when he does that what on a I... climb, if you do it at the start of the climb, then you're on the climb and you can pass riders that are dropping and so forth, but when you do it on the first climb of the day, and maybe he had his worst moment on the first climb of the day when it yeah. comes to... Having that sickness hit him and so forth maybe had it at the start of the stage and therefore it hit him more at that moment But then when he was like on a minute when he was on a minute and a half behind that group Maybe then you look at it and you're like, okay Maybe he's kind of pulling through a bit But the problem is you've got way more draft in the group ahead people are chitting in the wheels there You've got domestiques relaying one by one as they're done riding until they're done basically for Jambo Visma mainly Robert Hasing, to be honest so Massive credits like you said for that man but I reckon that, that adds to it. He's not necessarily the best descender in the world, either. So it's not like he's going to Sepkus his way back to the group because Sepkus is a pretty good descender or yeah. Vincenzo Nibli his way back to the group, whatever. So that's one part of that. But hey, Almeida's off the back and it's not looking good there. So that changes things for UAE. You've got How's Solera the and Ayuso left. I don't think their strategy changes, but it's just one guy less for them. Yeah. As yeah. in, I would expect them to ride defensively and try and benefit from anything they see on the last climb. As their strategy for the day, not any long-term attacks or anything, but it does change a thing where they've got one guy less, so they, they're, they're sp- they don't have as many guys. But what happened next is what I didn't see coming either yeah. at this point in the race. On the Obisque, I reckon we're not even halfway the Obisque or just no, halfway no. the Obisque. And props to the TV director for being the absolutely worst person at their job ever in cycling. Oh, he like, showed it. Wow. Well, wow, he showed it. He showed the, the Almeida he did, group. The, like... None
0: of the commentators on any language realized it for five minutes. Of well, course, the, the, the director took a long time to zoom in.
1: I, I felt like it looked like five minutes before the director realized that in the back of a shot, it was happening. Because, like, I, mu- group... I must admit,
0: initially I was yeah. like,
1: damn, Quickstep guys are all having a really shit day at the same time. <laughs> James Knox had, had a really on. bad day. At the same four time, four of them dropping yeah. at the same time in the same group, and then suddenly a white bird <laughs> started peddling next yeah. to him, and I was like, "Oh, that's the white jersey. That's a pool. and I was like, "It's Remcover."
0: Remcover, I like yeah. what you. Well, I don't like what you did there because pretty much, <laughs> even more so than Almeida, Almeida, he might do the Undertaker thing. He, he, yeah, still no, he won't. But with Remco dropping like this, with five teammates around him, it's finished. Yeah. Like on the abyss, this is the. First serious climb of the day. We have two more, including finishing with the Tourmalade. And Yambo are pacing with Hersink. And it's still a big group. It's not like it yeah. was... It wasn't an infernal pace. It was still a big group of... I don't know. What do you reckon? When Remco was dropping
1: 30? 25? Yeah, I at least? I reckon Jumbo wasn't even at Haysink yet, because I believe Von Barla was pacing at that time. Yeah, yeah. And then dropped off. So they weren't even at pacing Haysink yet. So he... Uh, he just wasn't there today. And you can we can all talk about what's happening in so forth and oh is he sick in so forth? There's nothing pointing at him being sick so far. And uh, I spoke to it, yes, in the car at the race. And they basically told me that they don't know what's happening yet, what well, the reason is, that they that it's yeah. shit and that they don't know the reason yet. So maybe they'll figure out tonight as well. So uh he might have been just empty, which probably has his reason, but it it, uh, it wasn't like a 40 degree day either. It's a hot day, but
0: it's not that hot, let's be real. Yeah. It's not, it, this is not like Vuelta scorching. And and this is the first yeah. climb of the day, by the way. So it's not like halfway tour malay where the kilojoules have got to him and, and he's, you know, something in the preparation and he has a big crack. This is like, yeah, first climb of the day off a... Uh, not that serious. It's a hard pace, not that serious a pace. You know, It's like
1: Godou at the Tour, but the difference is that Godou recovered in the second half. Well, Lenny of the was doing
0: the godu <laughs> Yes. He was. He really, he really was. He did the good do. He was also struggling on biscuit. And I was like, he'll be fine. He'll be okay. He just didn't, he didn't warm up. Um, <laughs> it's bad for the race, obviously, because you have yeah. UAE second, probably UAE one A, one B leader gone. Yeah, Almeida, uh, Remco, <laughs> the the favorite, not on Yumbo to win the race, completely gone and so far gone. Because like, if someone has weakness on. Loses a minute and a half on Tormole. They can still do things in the following stages. But if you lose six, seven minutes past, it's and finished.
1: Looking at the GC at that point, I'm thinking, okay, Almeida's gone, Remco's gone. The only hope I have at that point in the race to to beat Jumbo Visma for GC, to have competition for Jumbo Visma in GC, is a Uzo, Because I don't believe in Moss winning a Grand Tour. No offense, he's a good rider. He's a strong rider. But he doesn't have the dog in him is how i see he it he
0: does have the dog in him he does. doesn't have the
1: dog in him he has diamonds but no dog
0: he's got a he's got a great pyrenees mastiff in him <laughs> i love Mars, man um but and you're right can... and same with soler like i love i love the spanish guys of course but
1: it's not i, looking... I never never believed in gc soler <laughs> that was the biggest myth i've ever seen
0: go fuck yourself um <laughs> no as well i i also was like we're getting to a serious stage here. It's going to be a problem. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking good for the race. And now whatever Jumbo's plan might have been with getting a satellite rider ahead, Tratnik dropped very early, by the way. Um, it's clear they were now going to drive it at yep. a steady pace to keep Almeida behind because Almeida was properly chasing. They had Novak maybe uh, coming yes. back to, to come to come back to him. So you have a group, Obisk. It's got all the GC contenders, let's say, except two of the big ones, Remco and Almeida, who are on a minute and a half ho- minute, minute and a half. The gaps, by the way, very, very difficult to know the gaps, frankly. Um
1: like <laughs> but yeah. You're talking about Jumbo facing on obesity. But suddenly someone decided no 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 no, we're not letting this happen. Oh, we're yes. gonna take the race under control. <laughs> My name is Mikelanda. And I want to show Remco Evenepoel who I'm the leader the of Big Step will be next year. <laughs> like you said, I am the captain now. And I decide my team needs to pace to the top of Obisk, but not to really kill everybody on the climb yet. Even though the tempo was higher, we saw people dropping at that point that weren't dropping yet when Van Baal and Geysink were at the front. And then the descent starts of Obisk, and you immediately see Caruso and Landa get a gap. And there's one B following. There's one Jumbo Visma B following. It's Sepkus, so it's a red one, a red B. Does it work? I don't know. But that was the first one, so a group of three, but there was one other Yambo rider bridging it. <laughs> Sorry, but we're in the descent of the second climb. Well, the first, <laughs> the first proper major climb. climb.
0: First major climb, yeah.
1: The second descent of the day, and we've got Caruso, Landa, Sepkus, and Vingegaard getting a gap on the group behind. Roglic was at the front of the group behind for a tiny bit, but I, I quickly saw him, like, not being at the front anymore, so... Yeah. I don't think he was truly chasing it down, even no. though it's a good meme. <laughs> nah, run with but, that um, meme. What, what, what a great... What a great, Bahrain, like, attack. Bahrain have an addiction.
0: They have an addiction to this. They do yeah. it in every Grand Tour. I'll get, go back, look at Torreno Adriatico, Queen Stage, Carpeña, the first repetition. Bilbao is dropping, and Landa orders yeah. Caruso to send it. Caruso then nearly crashes on the descent while they were trying to create um, a gap, and then they're like, oh, this is crazy. Vingegaard also followed them. He was, I think was at the race where he said, I don't know what the blue jersey is. Yes. Um, So this was last year, Torreno, I think.
1: Alpe Alperimera and the Giro two years ago, I think, where they had their coup together with Bardet. That one worked. That one worked. And in
0: the Tour this year, no? And they went nowhere with the Giro, with Milan. The Giro with Milan on a random descent. They went nowhere with They have an addiction (laughs) to doing this. But, Jumbo are with them. With? The race leader with their third guy in GC who's behind, no, who's ahead of Ayuso and Almeida virtually now. This actually creates a serious problem for UAE, who, by the way, don't have Novak. Vine's not in the race. And it's Soler and Ayuso there. And Finn Fischer Black, he stops the race being over there. If, if yep. Finn Fisher Black wasn't there, it would have been a much bigger problem for UAE. He goes on, they get onto Spandell. Caruso sending it. I was thinking, should Vingegaard pull? Because if Vingegaard pulls until Finn Fisher Black drops, UAE are fucked. And maybe Rubio could pace for Maas or Bookman for Khan. But in the end, Vingegaard did not pull at that point on Spandell. But Finn basically does. Finn Fisher Black ends his race there, yep. closing that gap to Caruso, who is sending it for Lander. So UAE already
1: under huge pressure. Fisher Black encasing the underrated heroes of this stage and arguably for the... This- Felt already for a while now because Mr. Black has been great throughout multiple yeah, he's stages k as well during those stages where you don't realize it because he's just pacing the peloton in like the, the medium mountain stages but that work has to be done and he's really strong and bambala has been a bit better this Felta than I reckon at the Tour as well how I felt Bambala. Yeah I no, don't know no. I feel like tour, no he
0: was crazy Oh, yeah, I don't
1: remember. <laughs> it's been a long time. But anyway,
0: don't, don't, don't overreact to someone letting on. Andorok and Mika get six minutes up the road. <laughs> no offense to that. man.
1: Spandel time is happening. Spandel time is happening. You said it. You mentioned it. You mentioned it. We had that group, and that group got caught by Fisher Black. But once that happens, we kind of get the moment of. We get we get another move. I feel like my Vingegaal, like you, like you said, where Fisher Black was once again the savior. Soler. There was this moment where I was kind of unsure about Ayuso, because yeah. when that move of Vinga happened on the Spondale climb, Soler was the one bridging with other people towards it, and Ayuso was kind of behind a bit, and I don't know if that was him weaker at that point, because Ayuso is kind of unpredictable in a sense, because he's, he's shaking okay. a lot with his body, so it's, it's hard for me to tell if he's actually suffering or not he does that when he's good as well. <laughs> and he always looks down. He yeah. never looks up. You're
0: always looking at the top of his helmet. Always. And so you can't see his face either. Uh, I thought he was OK, but you know, he, mm-hmm. he has that Almeida in him, too. Like I know on the yep. second last climb, he does not want to respond to multiple accelerations, and Vigaguard was smelling blood in the water, and he was starting to move. And it was curious because Lander didn't work with Koos and Vingegaard. And then Lander goes with Vingegaard or vice versa. And then those two are actually rolling turns. Fisher Black drops (laughs) at this point. And Soler, he has no choice. He has to bridge across. Otherwise, Vingegaard and Lander will literally ride away on Spandell. And then you have a 20-kilometer false flight uphill valley. You're cooked. So you have to close Vingegaard there. And Soler does that. The problem is he brings with him uh, Roglic and Koos, and as you said, Benji, no Ayuso. And so I was thinking, shouldn't Vingegaard get on the front right now and drive this? And then Ayuso has a real problem. In the end, I think Otobrooks and Ma started jumping, so it came back together. Uh, Kelderman was also there, so Kelderman goes back to the front. It calms down a little bit, but UAE have had a few jabs thrown their way. They've responded okay, but Fisher Black's now gone, Soler's done some work. And then Keldman waits for even Hersink to come back.
1: They respond okay, but they're not responding in a way where I'm like, oh, I'm fully confident in that, in that meeting. No. So at that point, I was, I did not have hope for any competition towards Jumbo Visma from that point onwards. I don't know why, but that... Soler, I, like I said, I never really believed in this, uh, GC Soler, so that move didn't really tell me that he was going to beat it on the final climb. And just the Yuzo not being that... Uh, that flashy response, yeah, it doesn't mean anything, but it's kind of like, yeah, it doesn't show me confidence either. Anyway, yeah. one's at the front, you said it, he's pacing, and that's good because that just decreases the gap to Almeida, who's now on two minutes and a bit, if I recall, to 18 or something, and then we had uh, Remco at this point on like four or five minutes, so that was done for as well, and... Store attacks. <laughs> GC store on an hour and five minutes. Attacks near the top of Coldest to Six bonus seconds, but most importantly, he takes KOM points, which I reckon is probably a...
0: And he had to attack, so actually smart work from him or his yeah. car. Because I was thinking, why would he attack 1.5k to go? Yumbo pacing with Hesing will just let him take the points. They don't care. They were bonus seconds there. So if he waits, he has to sprint against Roglic Ayuso Vingegaard. Whereas if you jump at 1500, uh, they just let you go. They can't be bothered. So um, not good for taking points on Tourmalet later, but it was smart yeah. to jump there to get max points on the Category 1 Spandell. And yeah, Gessink just paces and basically ends Almeida's race. And then there's this long valley. Not much really happened to- on Wade, the descent. Wait,
1: wait, wait. Did you just happen? ignore the four seconds that Jonas Wienegos sprinted for at the bonus oh, seconds? Well. Yeah, on top true. of spawn Dale, they matter, my friend, at the end. Well, not to it's the all TV gonna director. About, and that's true, the TV director was like, <laughs> "I over my dead body, I'm going to show these, these yeah. bonus things. I'm not doing it. And sorry, but like I've gone on many rents during this Vuelta about the TV director. I genuinely think that the TV director at this velta does not have the insight in cycling that he needs to make this an entertaining viewing experience because there so many things every single stage there's something that you can point at and you're like, they messed up there. They messed up there. They messed up there. And like, it's kind of sad. But anyway, we probably shouldn't, shouldn't. At least they showed the full the stage guy. today.
0: How shit would it have been <laughs> if we, you just tune in and there's already, Remco's <laughs> dropped in. Like, what happened? So, that thank God horrendous. we saw the full stage today. And maybe it's a public holiday in Spain. It's a public holiday here in Andorra. So, I don't know. Um. Anyway, pacing paces, nothing really happens. Everyone refuels. They use coos, Robich, they'll go to the car, get some ice, get some water And we're just going to wait for the tourmalet. Yumbo have got two dedicated domestiques, but how long can Hersink pace? Um, You know, he's not going to go deep into the tourmalet. He'll do the early, shallower slopes. And as a reminder, the tourmalet, it's super hard. Like it's very, very even. The last two Ks are are very hard nine and a half percent, nearly 10 percent average. And that's over 2000 meters. So if you crack early, you can crack big time. And. Kelderman then takes over from Hessing. No one had really dropped, had they, Benji? Maybe, like, Juan Pei and Hugh Carthy were were sort of yo-yoing a bit, but... Yeah. What did you think when you saw Roglic deep in the group, behind Kian,
1: and then Soler moved onto his wheel? I won't lie, I wasn't worried. As in, we've seen this numerous times, I swear, this year, where Roglic takes, like, a a further position in the group. In the valley, it's valuable to sit in a 3rd position to be in a more drafty position. Now, that's a difference of like sitting 3rd or 12th in a group on the climb. That matters less because the obvious theory is that if the speed goes down, then the drag resistance won't, how do I say this in English, won't influence as much and therefore there is less draft mattering. Yes, that's a a sentence that that is correct. (laughs) Anyway, for that, I don't, I don't really mind that. And also, I don't mind him sitting at the back at that point in the race because it's still a long while until I expected that move necessarily to yeah. happen, even though I was expecting a move because you said it, Hesink when he was done, Kelderman takes over and then Fingo is in that wheel. And the logical theory is, let's catch this for a second. GC-Cuz is in the group and while as GC-Cuz entertainers, we, we would love to see GC-Cuz win this Grand Tour. But in reality is, you've still got Solaire there, you've still got a Yuzo there you've still got Maz there, so it would be a bit arrogant, greedy whatever how, how whatever you can call it to say at this point that you're just going to do a a bit of a train to the line and have and w- want to select GC because as your winner of this VELTA. so it's it's kind of too okay. early, no it's way
0: too early. we have three mountain stages left after this <laughs> and a medium mountain chaotic stage. What if Kuz has a problem later in this race what if he crashes god forbid what if he has a mechanical what if he's just not as good later in the race and all of a sudden you have got soler now a minute ahead of roglish you're gonna ride it in so it's just or you and because keldwin's not going to last that long so keldwin's you know he's already from 10k's to go to 8k to go he's not going as fast no one extra is really dropping and so you can put jonas on the front pacing as long as you want to quote unquote defend Koo's position, but then Ayuso is going to attack him. He's going to leapfrog Rionis on GC if he's paced the whole climb with them in the wheel, or Mars will attack, and can So it's way too early to just defend Koo's. Uh, I think, especially when you have a rider who is well suited and adapted to going long on a climb like this at the end of a hard stage, which is Vingegaard. Like in the Dauphiné last year, he didn't do a good time trial, and then on Solaison, he was the strongest. So was he in tour shape today i don't think so um but he's still well suited to these sort of moves and so clearly the play is Vingegaard attacks yeah Ayuso has to respond and the others have to respond and then kus yep. and roglic can just sit in the wheels for as long as they want and this is not Jorette de Caty. yeah i said it's hard but it's still seven eight percent they're going over 20 k's an hour in these sections a lot of the time like you get a you get a 0.1 Wasp per Kilo plus draft off this.
1: Yeah, that's true. And like when you, when you look at the move that does happen, Kellerman goes off the front. We don't see the attack head on because we see the, the back view of the Peloton as the first attack from Jonas Vingegaard starts. And he does that move and there's an instant response by Juan Ayuso who responds quite fast, actually. So at that point, I'm like, okay, there's still something in there. And he responds fast and the rest kind of crawls back as well and we get the group back together. Then I'm curious, what's going to happen next? Vingegaard's attack, number one, failed. Is it going to be Roglic now? Is it going to be Kuz now? No, 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 no. No textbook here. We're going to go for Vingegaard again. Why not? Because he feels like he can do it again. And that moment he does get separation, even though Enrique Mas, your man, is on a bit of a gap. He's what trying he th- to close it down. What was he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Did he right. think I can win the- I-, I can win this Velta man? <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, Vingegaard, it was kind of like Quintana and the Colombians attack, particularly Quintana. He hits you with the first acceleration, sees yeah. how you're going, and then you stop, and then he hits you again. And yeah. yeah, I thought Mars, if he was on the wheel, maybe he can hold it. Maybe he can hold on to Vingegaard, but Mars ended up kind of playing himself. Uh, I'd yeah. love to see the Watts. Uh, I don't have them yet, but because group two dynamics start coming in, but then Vingegaard basically does this full hard effort, hard effort. He holds Mus really not far from him, but not in the draft. And eventually, Mus I think realized I'm gonna end my race here if I don't stop. Ayuso, by the way, is now chasing full with Koos and Roglic in his wheel. So and then Kian I wasn't relaying at that point. <laughs> and so yeah. Mus stops, comes back to Ayuso, and then Vingegaard gets quote unquote I think a free 15 seconds at that yeah, moment. But-
1: it didn't even take until 15 seconds to have, like, a realization of, this is over for me. Like, because, like, when this group is that, when Mus falls back to the Euso group, this is the ideal situation for, for Group 2 Syndrome to occur. Group 2 Syndrome being, there's a rider up ahead, Jonas Vingega, he's got a small gap. At that point, it was, like, 15 meters, on when I was like, this is over. Because when Muzz is back in that group, Muzz and Yuzo... And Kjell Neuterbruck just had to survive an attack, so do they have the energy to instantly close it down? Maybe, but they also have Sepkaz in the red jersey, and Primoz Roglic on the other side in their group, so... Whatever effort they do to close down Vingegaard, they know that they're about to get countered by the next Jumbo-Visma rider. So this is the ideal situation for that group to send them to occur. No proper cooperation, riders kind of trying to save their energy, knowing that, okay, this guy's up the road, we need to start looking at each other a tiny bit, and... For me, the stage was gone.
0: Yeah, the stage, I think, was gone. The question would be, what, was the, what would the gap be? Because, you know, is Vingyard in two shape and he takes 90 seconds? Is he in a different shape and he takes 30, 50 seconds? And I was impressed. I feel like Ayuso and Mas and Kian wanted to work, I think. Kian wanted to work, man. He was like, yeah. guys, the three of us need to roll through together. And they did for a little bit. But then Mas attacks. Kous goes with him. And now you have a situation where Koos is in the wheel of Mars. Vingegaard's maybe 30 seconds ahead. Now he's got a good gap from the group two syndroming. Roglic is in the wheel of Ayuso and Kian. And by the way, Vlasov's dropped. Everyone else is dropped. And so basically, the other two jumbo leaders are getting a a draft, while the two other strongest, Ayuso and Mars, in my opinion, are are chasing. So. Mus was very, very strong, but he his two he tatted himself twice uh, on this climb, trying to get away from Ayuso. And then Koos counters him, Benji, yep. We're trying to go across to Vingard and a big attack. He looked very, very strong. And then Mus. And, and by the way, if you go watch 2008 Alpe d'Huez with Sastra and Schleck, The most effective thing you can do when there is a non-bridgeable gap to your leader ahead on a climb, so let's say 25, 30 seconds, you can't can't snap close that gap. If you start attacking the chasers every time they stop, it actually makes their chase significantly worse. And the Schlecks did that, and Koos now does that. I don't think it was the best thing for Koos at that moment. I was even
1: worried he would crack himself. It was risky, no? He's in red. I don't know, but... The speed at which Kuz responded to Mus before that was so swift, was so yeah. quickly where I wasn't that worried. As in, I only started getting worried when, when he countered Mus. The gap between him and Mus was the same as the group behind, basically. And it stayed like that for a bit. The separation didn't expand. And Mus kind of got closer and closer. And for me, when that happened, I was on the page of, okay, thing i got. It's got 40 seconds now when this happened, roughly. Okay, the second group, it didn't work your GC-Kuz attack. Now you got to sit up, sit up and let the group expand a bit. Let the gap expand towards the front a bit, because if you, even if you just sit in that group with Roglic and Kaz until the finish line, the gap with Vingegaard will probably keep expanding onto the finish line, unless Ayuso suddenly does like something that he hasn't shown before. And you will likely have Vingegaard and your other two GC leaders in front of all the rest of the competition in GC at the end of the stage in that scenario.
0: And Solaire, importantly. Ayuso is pacing you away from his Solaire.
1: Bringing yeah. Roglic ahead of Solaire. Exactly. And as an extra factor, well, spoilers. They don't just sit up in that group. But I reckon it was once again in response to someone. Was it against a, again there was an attack by Musk that... Was it? No, 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 are you no, so,
0: are you Ayuso atta- kept attacking Mus as well. Yeah. Those two kept attacking each other. Maybe even Kian went up ahead. So, you know, they were kind of attacking each other. And then yeah. the gap to Vingegaard, I wasn't convinced it was the 55 seconds that the TV was sh- telling us. They let the car through. Okay. That said, so you think it's a minute, but I wasn't convinced um, because Vingegaard eye test never fails. Because <laughs> he didn't look... Like he was, he looked like he was stalling a little bit. Yeah, not cracking, but he didn't look like he was. And he's got a form for this with Roglic on Hvalombry, where they came back to them. I used saw on the last kilometer. So, and anyway, Koos... Hi. Oh, sorry, go on.
1: I would say that I also looked at the second group and also saw people suffering. So yeah, yeah. it wasn't like Vingegaard was cracking much more than than a than a Kian or or. Uh, or a Mas or a, an Ayuso was suffering, maybe a little bit more suffering at the front than in that group behind. But you said it. There's a man coming. A move is coming.
0: Huge. Thermonuclear moniker. I don't think he's ever got that <laughs> moniker before. Mate, it was he a.
1: Thermonuclear almost into the spectator.
0: That stupid spectator nearly knocked him off his bike. Coos just absolutely launches it before the flam Rouge, like going twice the speed of everybody else. He has to check his momentum because he crashes into a blue-shirted spectator. Still goes on with his attack. Ayuso can't respond. He goes clear. And also, then you see, and he's properly clear this time, there's no response from mas and Ayuso. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. how much is he chasing Vingard? He doesn't want to give red to Vingard, which is fair enough. Um, and then Roglic starts to go in the front of the group, and then he surges with them in his wheel. So he can't get away from them initially. He goes back in their wheel. And then, yeah, Vingegaard crosses the line on the on his daughter's birthday an eight kilometer solo on the Tourmalet, winning the stage, moving himself ahead of every other rider, not on Jumbo Visma on G c into third on g c on his daughter's... did I say it was on his daughter's birthday? Yes, I already said that. Uh, so he's emotional was to it finish on his
1: daughter's birthday
0: on his daughter's birthday okay um <laughs> that's just an anecdote I felt like I had to keep putting in there um not I mean. I'm sure he would have been pretty motivated to win the Queen stage anyway. Um, and Coos comes through second, 30 seconds behind. So Koos closes that gap to Vingergaard, And then Roglic has done his pat- patented burst away from that group. We didn't see it. He finishes three seconds behind Koos, five seconds ahead of Ayuso and Brooks. The Jumbo guys take the 10-6-4 bonies too. And uh, Ayuso finishes on 38 seconds with Brooks Muslin 40. i got to say... Like, super impressive level from from Ayuso, Otabrooks, and Mas to yep. get worked over by three guys like this, to be isolated for the whole of Tourmalade just about, and to only lose 10 to Koos and 5 to Roglic is really impressive. Um, super level from them, but, you know, and then Ma, Landa on 115, Vlasov 212, Kras 232, and Soler really struggled today, 308, Carthy 442, Almeida passed... Um, Christian Rodriguez and other guys who were in Group 1. He finishes on 647. He kept, kept
1: riding. Yep. But who did not finish on 647? I, I've, I think Remco lost 27 minutes at the end of the day, which is a lot. So GC is completely over. Whether he's going to stay in the race, I don't know. It depends on how he feels tomorrow morning or this evening, I guess. But I would, I would enjoy if he's still in an OK or if, if he's able to cover in the next couple of days and can go for a stage shorter. That would be fun for the race because I won't lie. Take a look in GC now, and if I take a look at what this stage looks like, the GC after stage 13. Today's stage, you've got cousin in the lead, and Gus, he actually had a really strong resurgence towards Vingegaard, but didn't close the gap down, but he's 147 ahead of his teammate Roglic, 144 ahead of Vingegaard, so Vingegaard got closer to Roglic in GC. And then there's a a gap of nearly a minute to Ayuso for fourth position. And I'm like, sorry, but this Vuelta's over. Like, I don't see it anymore. And it was great action today, but it comes at the cost of the rest of the Vuelta for me.
0: For sure. It would have been much better that Remco finishes. If Remco finishes with Ayuso Mas, okay, Vingard still takes yeah. 30. Koos takes 10. This is not over because he's still ahead of Vingard, I think, if I can do maths or close. Then also maybe UAE and him come to their senses and align with each other. Um, But that's just not the case. And with Soler dropping completely out of GC and Almeida completely out of GC, the only way Ayuso can win the Vuelta is if he gets Almeida and Soler to launch a stage and he goes on some huge raid and he's better than all three Yumbos. Because right now, if there's any move in any hectic stage, like stage 20 or Cruz de Linares, any hectic stage, right? Ayuso, Maas, Brooks jump. Any one of the three yumbos can jump with them, sit on, and they don't have to do anything,
1: and they're already heading GC. Yeah, that's true. And that's, uh, that's the thing we're looking at when it comes to GC. And like, I don't know really how I look upon the rest of the world now, because I'm like... I don't care who wins a Grand Tour when a Grand Tour starts, but I want it to be good entertainment until the end. I want it to be stressful GC action until the end. And I don't think we have that. Now, there, the fight for podium might still be there. We might still see a uh, one Yambo rider having a bad day, maybe two Yambo riders having yeah. a bad day. But the likelihood of a non Yambo rider winning this Grand Tour is less in my eyes than Yambo getting a full sweep of the podium at this moment. And that's probably not true rationally because the chance that someone has a punch, someone has a crash and yeah, the fact yeah, that Ayuso yeah, yeah. might be in a tactical situation and can benefit from that and therefore might get onto the podium instead of a Yambo rider, that's a realistic chance but I think it's game over and Jumbo wins a Velta.
0: And like they're not making yeah, it's of course you can do these tactics when you have the strongest team and the strongest three climbers probably or maybe Roglic is equivalent to Ayuso and Mask uh, give or take. Not the difference. I don't think it's too big. But yeah, when you have the strongest team in these riders, like, it's not much you can do, really, like, so, yeah, Koos obviously took a big step. The most interesting thing left for me is how they manage yep. ambitions internally.
1: Yep. Because is... Who's the biggest... Who's got the biggest ego? That's... We're going to find out. <laughs> me.
0: Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Koos is on 137 to Roglic and 144 to Vingegaard. They are not stronger than him really like Vingegaard mm-hmm. maybe a little bit on this stage but not significantly koos is much better than normal and I think you have to go for koos now why why would you let today it made sense Vingegaard needed to move ahead of other riders they needed to get rid of Soler they needed to put Roglič more further ahead of Ayuso too why would you let Roglič Go on the attack, now.
1: I think I would look at it in a different way. I don't necessarily see it as in they must 100% go for Kuz yet, as in, I still feel like the having three up there is valuable tactically if someone makes a move and you don't need to respond with the same guy every single time. But on the other end, I think a lot of stages that might have been GC stages might now be breakaway stages. Because of like today, tomorrow. tomorrow's a breakaway stage for me without a raid on the portal or or whatever that Klamis, I see a breakaway stage now instead, because there's no reason for Jumbo Visma to go for bonus seconds anymore at the finish line, there's no reason for them to control the stage, and when it comes to Ayuso, he can't win the sprint anyway if it comes down to a sprint against Roglic at the finish line. So, breakaway galore in the next week and a half.
0: Do they need more time on Ayuso before Angleru? No. Because do you, want, you don't want to go to Angleroo where teammates don't matter as much and you, you lose that gap. I think the prospect of Ayuso taking 240 on Angleroo is really unlikely.
1: It, I think it's unlikely. Maybe on a, a really sketchy technique away in like the stage 20 that I don't predict in my head yet, then, then maybe something's happening. But the gradients in stage 20 are also not 8% at certain places. It's like 4%, 5% on those climbs. So while there are 20 fucking climbs in that stage... They're not, there's, it's like a raid stage without the the jumping point. That makes sense?
0: Yeah. And it would be a better raid stage if you have Yambo's team and multiple yeah. leaders. But now Almeida and Soler are gone. Well, Soler's not gone, but he's on 310 now Um, on, on GC to Sepku, So he really, how does that, how can that be correct? Where did he finish on the stage? Oh, yeah. Cause Kus finished behind Kuz. uh, Vingard. So yeah. Um, Definitely, they're in the driver's seat, a bit of a, a clinic today and, and a masterclass, but um, the Remco, I think, is a separate discussion. We'll find out yes. probably what happened there from himself personally. The team said no sickness, but that was also people not at the race. Uh, the, um, some people at like the race, well, like Benji said.
1: Also, next to that, he, after the stage, didn't really say much outside of the fact that he said to his teammates, sorry, so we don't know okay. much more than that. He probably just feels shit at the moment, which yeah, I can probably understand.
0: Anyway, um, Freedom Eagle. <laughs> I was. I was. I was, I, was, I was warming up my vocal. Cords, I was going. <laughs> Freedom Eagle takes a big step forward today. Only dangerous. is was... Roglic and Jonas. They better not even think about it. Don't even think about it. GC Koos, A, he's stronger. B, it's his time to shine. They also like don't. A baby you, eagle. Don't you think more people would be happy with Kuz winning as well like the neutral fans
1: yeah, yeah. Um, 100% because like even Slovenians might be okay with yeah with Kuz winning while I feel he helped like Rog win the Giro yeah and Danes will also be happy with yeah with Kuz winning because he helped Jonas win the win the Tour de France for example so I feel like there's more of a a people's person in in Sepkus and therefore GC Kuz could truly be the the perfect response but that's not you're, you're never sure about that if you're in the race with three people and like cuz might have a bad day in a week and we might be like okay he couldn't hold out for three full-ground tours which would be a human thing to do but outside of that I guess we'll see what happens because like the uh, the ideal scenario is that we see Jumbo leaders attack each other but I feel like it's very unlikely
0: <laughs> maybe on Cruz de Lenares, who knows but um. yeah yeah, tomorrow's stage. Um we have another really like difficult mountain stage. Doesn't go up to two thousand meters, more up to sixteen hundred. 157 uh, Ks starting in Sauvertel de Bern. Uh, they cross over. No, they don't yet. 50 K's of flat. So break should establish on the flat. We'll need Tug Buddies. Remember to bring your Tug Buddy t-shirt tomorrow, Benji. Shop.lanternrouge.com. Yes. Uh, because it's a flat start, but a climbing stage, you need a tug buddy. Col Jose, Jose why well, it's not Spanish, oh, Col Jose, 11.6 Ks, 8.3% all category climb. Big day in the King of the Mountains classification tomorrow, too, if the breakaway is going to pass these two ports first. Uh, then descent, short little valley, then the Puerto de la, la Raul, and it also has a false summit. So there's the Col de Eroimendi first, which is really, really difficult, like 10 Ks averaging. give or take before a false summit of 3K's false flat uphill. And then another steep punch, about 12% for a K to the line. Bonus seconds up there. Descent, 3.2K, 6% kicker. And then a rolling valley before the Lara Belagua, 9.4K, 6.3%. Very similar to the climb we had on stage nine or Mm -hmm. stage... No, 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 no. One has a serrata one, except it's steeper at the start, and then the last two Ks average three percent. So yep. yes, it's a hard stage before, but I think very difficult if you're riding against people with with numbers to keep a gap on gradients like this, um, especially with a recovery period in the This would have been the stage for Yumbo to do a, a satellite rider raid. Yep. They don't need to do that anymore. Who've you got?
1: Who have I got for this stage? Like, to be clear, to make it very clear, Breakaway wins, because Jumbo Visma doesn't need to control. They will control yeah. the Breakaway phase, so you likely won't see UAE Rider in the Breakaway. They've got a strong enough team to make sure that's possible. And outside of that, I reckon Ineos will probably try again. I don't necessarily believe that they can win this stage, though. I, um, I'm looking at all these teams, and... Butrago is one that pops in my head for these kind of stages. But I feel like I haven't seen him be the Butrago I'm used to in this Grand Tour. He also crashed a few times. I think once at a certain point. Hmm.
0: Butrago is always... nice for this stage because he's also got a bit of a sprint on him.
1: Yeah, it's like him and peak Sean Quinn, those kind of eyes I'm thinking finger, but Sean oh, Quinn hasn't really showed that Queen. in a while. Uh,
0: Pinfish are black. He's free. I don't
1: think he's going to get in the break. Because Jumbo's going to make sure he doesn't get in
0: the break. Almeida get in the break. So uh, this is what's interesting to me. The top 10 battle. Almeida's 10th on GC at 839. Cruss is on the same time as him. Carthy is within a minute in 12th. De La Cruz is within a minute in 13th. And Lenny is 120 back in 14th. I think there is going to be a big break fight. And these top 10 guys are going to start hunting for, to get in the break. Because they're so far now. So, I think Carthy, Dela La Cruz, uh, Cristiano Rodriguez, Putrago, Lenny, mm-hmm. and Kras, they will be jumping and it'll be interesting to see what UAE do. Can UAE afford in break formation to spend Finn to protect Almeida's 10th position? Yeah, Almeida has to do it himself, I think. Um, yeah, so, but yeah. you're
1: saying Almeida has to do it himself, but I also feel like Almeida won't be able to get in breakways because Jumbo has got not much to do in this stage except for. Controlling breakaway formation and not getting dropped at any point in this race in the yeah. peloton, zone. And controlling break formation for me includes making sure that there's no pawn ahead for a Yuzo to jump on that that second last climb. Even if it's an unrealistic scenario that he can yeah, drop the Amplifisma yeah. riders there, you might as well just make sure it can't happen in the first place. So that's why I'm like, nah, I don't believe it necessarily. And you're right. Those riders from like 11th position until until 25th position, one of those riders is going to be fighting for the stage win, And... I'm actually going to stick with Butrago. Why not? He's on 11.32. I feel like that's a good space to go in the breakaway and, and gain time. But like you said, he's going to need a, a Golovacar maybe to help him get in the breakaway. Some kind of tug buddy to, to make sure he can get in there.
0: I'm going to go Colombian on Colombian violence. Ina Rubio wins the stage. Lascano <laughs> and Arcas are going to help him. They got four rulers to get this kid in the break. He's not a kid. He's, he's a man. It's a, it's a dry talladega nights. Uh, reference for you. Um, yeah, I think Rubio should get in the break. He was quite strong today, uh, but then you know crumbled. It's hard to say, Benji. Like when you look at Rubio, yeah, on Tourmalay, like why would he keep going full gas? You know, like where did he? Because yeah. you you know Soler went full to the line, but Rubio he on the stage lost 11 minutes. He's not in GC at all. Oh, I kind of was. I don't know. But I'm going with Rubio. Durant Thomas will surely try and get in the break. It's a, it's a good chance for him with Jumbo probably not chasing. Um, Sobrero?
1: Nah. He got close on the Chemno stage. Not yeah, impossible.
0: It's, it's a serious stage.
1: <laughs> Bruh. Absolute torture to the man. Well, I'm just saying, like, where was he today? Well, not in the breakaway, because there was no breakaway. <laughs> so...
0: I think it's going to be interesting watching that top 10 uh, battle in break formation and also on the climb, but yeah, I think uh, those guys win. Jumbo finish four minutes, five minutes behind um, as well. So it also tactically, it's nice actually to let in those guys in the break because some eventually Bahrain will start pacing for you. Yeah, Bora will start pacing for you to protect Outerbrook's position and Vlasov's position and Lander's position. So Sometimes it's not too bad to have a guy in twelfth actually get in the breakaway, but um,
1: is it too hard for Gregoire? Probably.
0: Yeah, I think so. I would love Lenny to get in um, as well. Yeah. i I love Lenny all to those get in.
1: riders. Yeah, they'll all be in there, so it's gonna be a large breakaway again. But Yumbo probably doesn't want it to be too large either. then yeah. no thirty-five rider. Just
0: look at David de la Cruz. He's just quietly having a nice little race from twelfth on Astana. I like David <laughs> de la Cruz, um, but yeah, it's a impressive today benji we'll see what happens tomorrow maybe maybe yumbo try to take more time uh yeah tomorrow uh anything else nah. no <laughs> no <I> no <don't
1: laughs> stop think <so>. please
0: yeah <laughs> they're dead already <laughs> poor Iuso man <laughs> <laughs> the only thing they can take him out is almeida he's sick yeah. <laughs> he came over at the finish i was like jonas don't go near
1: the man <laughs> yeah but <laughs> don't, hey, don't
0: be fist bumping with him
1: we gotta mention at the vuelta Yumbo visma was completely unwashed they were strong today they dominated, but at the Tour of Britain, they were oh, completely well, washed. I'm sorry, <laughs> I but...
0: Did, I didn't watch it.
1: Regale they, they, They dominated the first five stages, as in, we mentioned a few times, Koi was winning four sprints, and then, then Wout Van Aert ended up doing like a reverse lead out on stage five, where they were so bored of Koi winning every stage that Van Aert that just attacked in one of the corners in the last kilometer, Afeni and Koi kind of... Break, but no, they didn't break through the corner, but they just like stayed in front of the peloton and didn't necessarily follow Vinard. So, nothing shady. Vinard got a gap and he was brutally strong. Like, 99.9% of the riders can't pull off what he did there. Like, that was how strong that move was. And he stays ahead of the peloton and Coy finishes like 23rd or something. Today, Koy got beaten after a. Uh, Wild Aert didn't have his best lead out, I swear. And Coy had to go around Van to get to the wheel of a Uno X rider on the ride. He probably, um, Probably didn't have the best time doing that already. But then Vernon kind of comes through the middle and Vernon ends up beating beating Olaf Koi, and then Danny Van Poppel also has to come around. Like he was like in eighth position when Koi was in the wheel of X, and Van Poppel makes his way through somehow. Anyway, draft probably mattered for those two riders but Vernon ends up winning. So probably happy Israel because they're signing him. But I'm afraid Jambo Visma is officially washed.
0: Yeah, certainly in the, the United Kingdom that is. Um, we'll see in the later stages if Pidcock and, and Ineos can make an impression on Van Aert, that would be good for the race um, but yeah, it's uh, that's is there any why didn't Van Art do the the Canadian Classics I guess Laporte is there, are we doing that tonight Benji we'll decide on air, are we doing a Quebec recap I'm down if you're down how long's left, 120k's i got to crank out the highlight video what time will it finish, 10? alright I'll get to work and we'll we'll do it. it we short, though. It'll be short. Five minutes. Okay, we'll do
1: Five-minute podcast.
0: I'm so tired, man. I'm so tired. This season, because we didn't have the two... I don't want to complain too much. I like, I get, you know, our job's to watch bike racing, but...
1: You're going to regret saying you'll do it in about five minutes. Everyone will hold us to it now
0: as well, and because this is live. Everyone will be like, you said you'd do it. <laughs> um... Which is fine. It's great. It's great that people want to hear us talk about cycling. But yeah, the the world's not being after the Vuelta. I'm glad now that it's done, but you should have two weeks off. But it's crazy that we're like 10 days away from the season finishing uh, Guangxi Asia. I guess. Uh, but yeah, thanks to all Mate, your support.
1: Yeah, sorry. Are we doing Guangxi at the end of the
0: season? For sure, yes. Fuck my life. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i going on holiday. Fuck! We finished when the last World Tour race, finished on the UCI calendar. Um. We've got those Morton Gel 160s in us. (laughs) 40 grams of carbohydrate. Thanks to Morton for sponsoring this episode in the High Mountains in France, actually, curiously, during La Vuelta. And we'll see you with the recap of Quebec tonight and Stage 14 tomorrow. Until then, ciao.